It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, is my good friend, Jim Stam. Tired of his wife being gone. He can't wait for her to be back all the time and spend time with him and help him out. Oh, How you doing, Jim? I am a, I am a lost baby even when she's here. Uh, for those that don't know, I just had to have her get up here just to turn the computer on. So... <laughs> Gary and our and our very special guest today. Yes, our very special guest could hear. So you know, I'm a mess. Anyways, I love it. Um, anyways, glad you made it, Jim. And returning to the show, a very special guest. Everybody, it has been far too long. You know her by the one name she prefers to give you, Graves. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum. How you doing? Guys, I'm doing great. It's great to be here with you both. And, and let's talk some uh, Pirates baseball. And and, uh, I'm, and I'm looking forward to the season. So let's go Bucks. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been a good start, I would say, as far as what I was most concerned about, which was getting that starting pitching going. And, you know, they're up around three innings now for everybody, three and a half, four. We'll probably start seeing them push it a little closer to five next week, I would say. And so far, Rich Hill looks like Rich Hill. And Mitch Keller pretty much looks like Mitch Keller from second half of last season. Brubaker seems to be rounding into shape, at least, you know, fifth starter quality. I think you're going to get out of him. And Velasquez has looked good. Looked good. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Despite your preconceived notions, he's looked all right. So Graves... First of all, is that not exciting that the starting rotation looks like it's rounding into form? It, it, it's a great sign. And, you know, it, it, it's nice to have the, the veteran leadership. It's, it, it's uh, I think Mitch Keller is, is, is coming along. Vince Velasquez is coming along. Uh, you know, Rich Hill, I, I mean, he's just the ultimate uh, veteran to have on this club and 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 I'm excited to have to have him join and and just to 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 teach the young guys what to do you know and and how to how to be an actual pitcher instead of just throwing throwing every, you know 
every 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, I totally agree. I don't know about you. I, I mean, I caught that interview they did on AT&T Sports with Rich Hill after, on, during Thursday's game. And, and Jim, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because whether you saw it or not, I'll give you the gist. It's, it's basically listening to a 40-year-old master of his craft just explain to you chapter and verse matter of fact as hell exactly how he does what he does to some of these hitters Mm -hmm. it was a thing of beauty just the value that you place in having that guy tell those stories to those kids yeah well i mean i think it's like yeah, I, I liken it to kind of like a quarterback in the NFL in the sense of like early on, you're using a lot of your, your physical ability, right? And then it, you, you wait for the um, the mental aspect to catch up with that. And then hopefully they merge and then you can put it all together. And so like when you're younger and some of these guys are that we're talking about, they haven't figured out that mental side of how to how to completely like – you know, map out a start, set up hitters, do all those little things, set up pitches for pitches, three pitches later. You know what I mean? Like yeah. things like that. So like, that's what this guy can, can bring. And he, he is going to bring it in. And in, 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 in many ways, I feel like he's just picking up where maybe like Quintana left off last year. Yeah. So, I, would, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think that's a good comp. Yeah. So, um, that's something that I think is invaluable and it gets pitchers, younger guys to learn, Hey, I'm, I don't have to throw the ball by everybody. I don't have to have perfect stuff every time out. I can help myself if I just have a good game plan in place and know how to do it. And I think that's what he's going to help bring to say nothing of the fact that, you know, if he keeps his blisters under control, he's still a decent pitcher. So, you know, I mean, what's not to like about that? No, I love it. And Graves, you, you know, we have the advantage of having a White Sox fan on the show today, too. I mean, you make no bones about the fact that you cheat on your beloved Pirates with the White Sox every once in a while. And I don't, I can't call it cheating because you are half married into it. So it's not as though, you know, it's a, it's a total choice. But, uh, and, 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 I have to sit her and I root for Nebraska football and basketball, and volleyball because of Chris. So I get it. And, um, you know, so, and, and it's great too, because just like you Graves, those paths don't intersect. So there's no, no, um, for the competition. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good setup. Anyway, I, I can relate Graves. I can relate. <laughs> right, we'll just glaze right past the fact that I admitted pre-show that I too was a white Sox fan, <laughs> but, uh, let, what I want to get your take on was Vince Velasquez because you got to watch him pitch last year out of bullpen oh, yeah. primarily. And I, I think a lot of people pretty underwhelmed in Chicago land. By, by what Vince laid down last year, but you seemed pretty optimistic when your beloved Pirates signed him. So, I mean, what do you think so far? I, I've been impressed, honestly. I think he doesn't look the same as he did last year. It, and and he has not. And, and you know, one thing coming into the season that the Pirates talked about is – is giving him confidence, showing him confidence. Hey, we have confidence in you being a starting pitching pitcher. And and I think that's gonna go a long way in and in, in whether he succeeds or not. And and I think we've we we have seen that early on 
that the team has has shown that and and said you know said hey you're going to be a starting pitcher you're in the rotation and that could change you know it's it's not set in stone but i think that whole confidence factor has played a big role in what we've seen from him so far um you know, as far as being with the White Sox, yeah, I, I, I think being in the bullpen, you know, p- played a played a role. I mean, he, you know, he he uh, wasn't necessarily uh, um, thought as 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 the the big gun, the big you know, and 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 it played a part in 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 how he was pitching. So I am looking forward to seeing how he goes throughout the season, seeing where he ends up. And 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 I do think it 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 was a it was a a good signing for the Pirates. Okay, and Jim, you know, despite how people really perform, sometimes people's preconceived notions just aren't going to be defeated in the world of social media. So immediately, I think there'll be people that are actually mad if Vince Velasquez does well because it might hold back somebody that they thought should have been there instead of signing him in the first place. So first, what do you think of things like that? You know, it's a thing. Oh and se- my goodness. <laughs> and second, um, try as hard as you can to find a bad thing about him, not, or him being good. <laughs> well, it's certainly a thing, right? On 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 Twitter and like people get real caught up in I've said this time and time again, like may either 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 wanting to be right so badly that you will actually root for someone to fail. Yeah. Which is so counterintuitive as as being a fan of a team. Like prove hey, prove me wrong. I I would love to say I was wrong, right? I was wrong. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, I'll enjoy my plate of Travis Swaggerty Crow later if he does it, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like so. So don't do that. And then also, like, let's let's pump the brakes on like always, always trying to push for these young guys to be on the roster day one. Right. I mean, like, it's a long season. Yeah. And you know, Luis Ortiz has already shown. Hey, you know what? Maybe a little bit of time in in the minors will be a good thing. You know, you just don't want to have to have him come out if he struggles this spring, and then have him struggle to start the year. I saw for one. Guy, I saw one. Clearly in, needs needs to refine some things as far as his, his pitches go. I saw one in particular, and then we'll take a quick break. You know, Jim Rosati from North Shore Nine. He he put out something like. Luis Ortiz is going, just got selected to be pitching on what, probably the most impressive roster, I'm paraphrasing, ever put together in the World Baseball Classic, and he can't make the Pirates team. It, my first thing is, like, yeah, in the bullpen, and we don't know that he'll be used. <laughs> they're, they're not just bringing, you know, nine pitchers and calling it a day. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not how this stuff works, man. Like, just... you get so caught up in these narratives you just gotta like let things play out a little bit and speaking of letting things play out a little bit here's a couple guys the pirates have who aren't going to be playing for a little bit we should talk about let's take a quick break
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, and we're back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Uh, thank you again for subscribing to a show last week and rating us. I appreciate it. Keep doing that, please. It helps a lot. And uh, you're going to have to pardon me for rapid firing. It's been a while since I've had my friend Graves to banter back and forth with. And got to hit her with as much as you possibly can handle all at once. Uh, even though I am going to toss it to Jim first this time, to be fair. <laughs> um, Jim, we just got some news today about uh, Cabrian Hayes' thumb. Uh, yeah. Little little weird it wasn't in yesterday's uh, injury report since he's been dealing with it for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, almost smells like they were hoping it would just kind of be okay, but then somebody asked about it and they chose not to lie. Um, it's it sounds like nothing more than a sore thumb, but a sore thumb on your left hand as a hitter is not fun. And um, he's been hitting well when he's played, but he hasn't played. Yeah. Well, I don't want to continue a fake narrative about him being made of glass, but dude, hand yeah. injuries, back injuries. At, at what point do we have some red flags here, man? Real red flags. Well, you know, um, can look at it a couple ways. You know, first of all, obviously spring training, they're going to be cautious with it. You know, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's just a little soreness, whatever. You know, th- there's just enough smoke with with Hayes with some of this. I, I you mentioned something about the false narrative with, of him being made of glass. The guy played, I think, the second most games last year as a, for the Pirates. So l- let's relax on you know how how injured he is. Or, he played through something too. Has been right. Yeah, but. <laughs> It's all these little weird things, right? And we're talking like your hands, your wrists, your fingers, your thumbs. Like, it, that, that's everything to a hitter. Everything. Yeah. 
it it is so it's like asking a running back to go out there with a bad knee it's just you know you just you can't do it effectively you know you can go out and maybe like you said play through something yeah right but we're also talking about a guy that is trying to find his footing again offensively and on top of it generate a little bit more power hopefully with some of this and when you're dealing with digits that don't feel great Am I am I sitting here overly concerned? No. Do I think I want to stop hearing about these types of things? Yeah, I do because right. it starts to worry me big picture. So Graves, Hayes Thumb, you're you're welcome to comment on. I'll throw that to you as well. I I think when I think it might've happened is when he took that screaming liner off of the, the outside of his glove, he knocked it down, still made the throw and everything, but freak accidents, man, <laughs> like this kid, like it's, it's kind of turning into something now. Right. I mean, like the, the narrative maybe is less of a narrative now. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, it, it, you know when he dives far to his right for a for to make and makes a spectacular play, it seems like okay now he's injured, you know. Or like you said the other day, he makes play and now his thumb is injured. So it it, it raises you know the, some eyebrows and makes you think okay what what exactly is going on here? You know I love his defense. He's a spectacular player. You know, I, I've even pondered the idea of, you know, maybe we move him off a of third base. You know, does he should we move him to shortstop? Should we move him to second base? And just just to it because I think his bat is so important, you know, and, and getting on base and, and stealing and and those type of things. I mean, it just kind of raises some questions in my mind of, you know, What's best for him? What's best for the team? Yeah, I can't help but think that protecting Jared Triolo was strategic. You know, um, yeah, the defense would definitely not take that much of a hit, right? And and he's probably the only person that you could say that about. So it, it, it's good to have somebody like that. But man, it'd be a lot better to have a healthy Brian Hayes. So. Absolutely, and he can get by in the field with the, with the thumb that's you know a little bit banged up. It's just yeah. at the plate. I mean, that's the problem. So, and 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 what we need out of Cabrian Hayes is you know, and I, I know people love to you know rant and rave about the defense, and that's great and all, but for this team to take the next step, they need more from Cabrian yeah. Hayes at the plate. They just do. Yeah, and that's that's if that's criticism. So be it. No, it's let's just, just be real. Just He's true. He needs to provide 15 home runs, 260, 270 batting average, yeah. drive in yeah. 70 runs. Right. He needs to be a three, four war offensive player. Really? And and I don't know if that's in the cards if your hands aren't right. So yeah. I, I hope I hope it is just preventative maintenance here. But Harleen Garcia is not. So he was removed from the game the other day with, with I think they called it uh, tightness, right? Which is always a scary thing to hear with a pitcher. Uh, apparently, he's had a couple of MRIs, and it doesn't look like it should anything, but he can't grip a baseball. 
there's really no prognosis and no steps forward laid out quite yet. Jim, we were already worried about left-handed pitching. Hmm. And now we're sitting here with Jose Hernandez as a roll five pickup as the only kind of lock to be on this um, roster in the bullpen as a lefty. That's frightening. What should they do? Well, it's probably one of the few places where um, they could afford anything like that, right? I mean, they're not exceptionally deep everywhere anyway, but lefty pitching, that was – it's not like the Pirates are are bursting with left-handed arms that are major league ready. So, um, and as far as looking at um, Hernandez, it's not fair to him. I mean, I, you just can't do, do that to a young guy. So I, I, I would think you'd be out there looking for another arm right now. Yeah, I would um, think that you'd have to think of something like that. We have all this depth, Graves. Trade some of it. We, we talk all the time about it. you can't possibly dream you're going to go through all these outfielders. You can't. That, absolutely. The bus you know? would have to crash on the way to wherever they're going for an away spring training game in order for them to possibly use their roster depth worth of outfielders this year. Uh, you know, and honestly, a, a quick fix would have been if the Harleen Garcia injury had happened a, a day or two earlier, and maybe we had gone out to sign Brad Hand. Uh, you know, he just signed with Colorado yeah. for like $2 million. That would have been an easy fix. But, yeah, I think you've you've got to look at trading from, from our depth and going out there to get somebody because I'm looking right now, there's nobody internally that I'm like, Oh yeah, this, this he can step up and he, this is going to be the guy. Um, I, the, the day that Harleen Garcia walked off that mound, I started getting nervous and I'm thinking, what are we going to do? I know they brought in a bunch of left-handers, but there's not anybody that has that has stepped up to 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 prove to me that they're ready to be the number one, um, especially if 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 Hernandez is you know obviously he's the Rule Five guy, you know I don't know what the situation is going to be with him, so I, it definitely needs to be addressed. Well, right. The thing with Garcia is like okay, good. Hey, look, it's good. They went in there. It's good news that they went in there and nothing major structurally was wrong, right? So that's the good news. It could still be something minor and they just haven't figured out exactly what it is, or it could be something that they're just like it turns into something bigger. So we just don't know. Right now, sounds like they don't either. But, you know, last I checked, when you can't grip a baseball, as a pitcher, that sounds problematic. So, right. th- when you can't grip do a something. baseball, I mean, here's really where the rubber hits the road. When you can't grip a baseball and you're three weeks away from opening day yeah. and you're a p- baseball pitcher, you are not going to be on the opening day roster. One way or another, it needs addressed. Mm-hmm. And you could take two approaches. One, you just you just go, well, we're one of those teams. We're just not going to have left-handed pitching. That thought entered my mind, Gary. Well, it, I mean, that's where you're at. You're going to have this roll five pick that I'm sure you want, but I'm also sure you don't want to overexpose. You're not going to bring him in in the eighth inning to face Bryce Harper. 
you know, that's not fair. <laughs> As we were saying, you certainly don't want him pitching anything like high leverage right away for sure. And right. You let this no. ease, ease on in. And we got all these NRIs here. You know, you got Caleb Smith, you got Daniel Zamora, Rob Zerinsky, Angel Perdomo. They brought back freaking Braden Ogle. You know, so it's not like they don't have anything. But I, again, they to me they're more of a crapshoot than Hernandez is. Like I make some kind of a move here. There has to be somebody that a team has to make a decision on real soon. Like you can read the tea leaves. We're amateurs. We're watching this team. We can tell who they're going to cut. You can't tell me a GM can't be looking around going, ah, so-and-so is kind of borderline over there. I wonder if we offered them Cal. Yeah. Now the time, right? Now yeah. the time too. Cause if you Look. wait for cut down day, Aren't you just rolling the dice that everybody, everybody wants left-handed pitching. Uh-huh. You don't want to wait to try to swim in that pool. You know, I, to me, they got, they got an opportunity here to be aggressive and, and, and do what they said they wanted to do. You want to improve the, the record this year. Well, when you have something happen bad at the beginning that ruins your plan, you don't just go into the season and pretend it didn't happen. You fix it. So go fix it. They yeah, got the payroll. I mean, yeah, and I mean, you know, they're still tinkering on the offensive side of things or defensively or whatever. They just picked up Matthias, you know. So that is something where, like, you're you are still looking, you are still trying to actively shore things up. I would hope it would apply in this situation as well. Um, but would it shock me if they just said, you know what? We're just going to be one of those teams, like Gary said, and uh, maybe not have much lefty help. Maybe that 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 would not surprise me with the Pirates. Yeah, it would it would be a messy decision if you ask me. I'd prefer they don't. But well, you know, and even thinking back to last year when uh, we had one lefty in the pen, um, that didn't work out so well. So you know, we've we've got to have a couple. Uh, stable guys in there that are left-handed that and and, and kind of mix it up. You know, I, I don't want a team knowing that Jose Hernandez is is the only lefty, and that's who you're going to pitch in a lefty situation. You've got to you, you've you've got to change it up, and and uh, so I, I do hope that they that they address it and 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 are active and either looking at the DFA or. Or, you know, if players opt out or whatever and, and get somebody else in here that, that it's more stability and yeah. more reliable. It's a dangerous situation to be playing with. But, Jim, you brought up Mark Mathias because you're a masochist. So we have this new player in town and yeah, he was brought in to fill a role that, you know, the Pirates have about five or six other guys can, can fill. So he, he, he's adding to this competition here, you know, that, that some people are supposedly in for some reason and others aren't. And Juwan Bay's in that competition. Marcano's in that competition. Matthias, I guess now is added into that second base competition. Chris Owings, but man, I can, I, I find it so hard to believe that he's really in that competition. 
I really do. And I mean, I I get it. More so now. Yeah. And Maggi, I don't know about that. Um, and then you got the outfielders because I don't really know what Mark Mathias is competing with here. Is he competing for utility guy or is he competing for corner outfielder? Well, I mean, and if he's competing for corner outfielder, what what are we doing? <laughs> I don't, maybe a little, maybe a little bit of everything. I don't, you know, the 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 big question the other day was why. Um. And, and, and some other questions now come up, you know, are they not happy with maybe the Marcano Bay situation? Uh, are they, it, do they want it to be sense? a handed player? Does it, yeah. Does it have to be a handed player? Must be in the guy? Are they concerned about Hayes a little bit more than maybe? Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm spitballing because, I wouldn't have thought that until today. Right. So, yeah, you know, um, it begs, it begs some more questions than I think there are answers for. I, you know, he seems like uh, a safer bet than some of these young guys, but I think I'd rather just completely go young, but I don't know. Well, he is young. So Graves, I mean, like for real, he's young. You mean are young, basically. You are young prospect type guys. You you basically, in your tribe that you're running, you can't have other tribes coming in and marrying us. (laughs) You're going to marry within the tribe, damn it. I get it completely. I really do. I feel that way a lot, too. You know, what I know here is Bay and Marcano. Let's use Bay and Marcano, for God's sake. Let's get some answers, right? But you know, maybe that's not fair, Graves. You usually like to give these guys a chance when they come here more than I do. I usually overreact to the negative side and then sway my way back. This time I tried to step back from it and wait, but I don't see where he fits on the roster. So what do you think? I know he has an option. Just yeah. And, and I'm not sure that I necessarily see it right now where he fits, but I do go back to a, an interview that John Baker had, I, I believe it was in November. And he talked about um, placement and, you know, some guys might start, you know, in double A or, 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 and some of those things might surprise us you know, of where uh, where they're going to be placed to start the season because that's going to be best for their development. So I don't know if that plays into where, why Matthias is, is here. Um, but I also think about, you know, the day we brought it, we brought McCutcheon back. Everybody was automatic, you know, okay, well, this is going to be the end of, of uh, uh, Duhar. This is going to be the end of, Vlad, uh, this is going to be the end of, of Connor Joe, and they're all here. You know, they're still here. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Andujar is, is is has been removed from the forty man, so that that's a little bit different. So I think we just need to kind of give a little pause, see how things play out, see where players are are assigned, and 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 see. You know, maybe Chris Owings has an opt out. You know that we that we're that yeah. we don't know about. You know, maybe Brian Hayes' thumb is worse than we're expecting, and 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 Castro is going to have to move over to third base, and we need a second baseman. I, I, I you know, 
bringing him in to kind of, and, and, and even seeing how Bay and Marcano have played this spring, I've not really been very impressed with either one of them. So maybe it's just kind of amping up the competition or maybe the team has decided, hey, these guys really need some more work in AAA. So yeah. let's let's have a veteran, veteran-esque type of guy on the bench and, and see what happens. I mean, that sounds reasonable to me, more reasonable than I was when I first heard about it, Jim. But yeah. let's take a quick break and come back. Let's talk a little bit more about the league at large. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. And boy, am I happy to have Graves and Jim back together. The original setup for this show way back when. The I mean, OG I had back then. It's crazy. You were, you were so wide-eyed and full of wonder, Gary. And now <laughs> <laughs> I've learned so much. Um so I thought it would be fun for us to talk a little bit about the league because we have, I think, a very lopsided looking league right now. So I wanted to talk, what was the best division in baseball right now? Base- baseball? In lopsided? Baseball. Hmm, that's the a, best that's division weird. in baseball. And, and just for shits and giggles, let's go ahead and just remove the, the NL and AL Central because I don't think... Either of those are even in the competition for best division in baseball. Totally can throw them both in the trash can right now. Right. So it's not just up to us. I ran a poll question and a lot of you were kind enough to answer it. The NL East wins 63.8% of the vote. The AL East finishes second with 30.7. The NL West 4.7 and the piddly AL West, which I think is getting undersold here. Gets 0.8% of the vote. Wow. So what do you guys think? For me, it is the NL East. I think it's the strongest division in baseball. You got the Braves, Mets, Phillies, and I think it's going to be pretty good. I think it's really going to be pretty good. So (laughs) what do you guys think? And the Marlins can pitch their ass off. As long as they can win like 35, 40 games, one nothing, I, I think they're going to go to the World Series. <laughs> so, Jim, what do you think? What, what no, division let, do you let, think is the best? Let Graves start. Sure. Graves, which one do you think is going to be the best? Actually, I I, I voted for the uh, the AL East. I, I think yeah. between the Yankees, the Jays, the O's, and the Rays, all of them could make some noise. 
Um, yeah. The only exception is the Red Sox. You know, I, 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 I don't see them doing anything. Um, to, to, to me, it, it's really a battle between those four teams. If you want to look at the National League East, you got the Mets, Phillies, Braves. I, I, I you know, the, the Marlins might show a little flash of something, but I don't think they're going to hold, hold out to be anything in, in, in the Nationals. So, um, it, you know, if you want to, if, if, if you want to go to the West, the, the Astros, Marlins, um, maybe the Angels could make a little bit of noise. And I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out to Brett Phillips. If he's the guy that turns the Angels around, then put <laughs> that dude in the Hall of Fame because he's helped the race. He's helped the O's. He's going to help the Angels. So just put him in the Hall of Fame right now. He's the difference maker. Well, has he gambled in baseball? Because that's a rule. He, he has not gambled in baseball. <laughs> but man, He's a funny dude. <laughs> I mean, the, Ra- the Rangers could sneak up and bite somebody too a little bit. That, they, that's why I kind of think the AL West got a little undersold there. Yeah, but I can Probably. see it. I can see it. What do you think, Jim? What's what's your bet here? Well, let me say this: like, I would love to see the Angels be relevant, right? I mean, wouldn't we all? And we talked about. I think don't they? They they are coming to PNC this year. I, I think I the think. deadline would be so much more fun if they stunk, though. Oh, I know. But, but, <laughs> You know, so like I'm already marking that on my calendar for A's or uh, uh, Angels and Pirates. Uh, I suspect we will see some good crowds that weekend, regardless of what the Pirates are doing. Um, but as far as everything, like as far as looking at everything, and I'll break it down by by league. Um, man, the AL East is just a meat grinder, right? And it has even the last couple of years been that way. Um, when you start feeling sorry for the Red Sox, right there, that gives you an indication that <laughs> things are that's some tough sledding. Um, I would really, yeah, I put it down to like the AL East, someone coming from there, and the NL East on paper looks really tough. We'll see about the Mets. I kind of want that to blow up in in their face and just. <laughs> you know, laugh, have something to laugh at every night when the pirates aren't doing well. It would sure be a lot cooler if it did, Jim. Yeah. But Gary, what do you think? Well, I think what's funny is I think the best league is the NL East. I think it's, it's a stacked one. Um, Even if the Mets aren't good, I think the Phillies and and the, the, uh, the Braves are pretty wicked teams. The funny thing is I think the best team might mm. be in the NL West, <laughs> but because I think the Padres really, really have a, a good recipe here. I mm. like their mix right now, um, and I think if Tatis looks like Tatis and their pitching staff stays healthy, I think they could be almost unstoppable this year. Which good for them. They've been trying like hell to buy it for three or four years. Let's let's see them succeed, right? And I think they've they've proved that they weren't just trying to buy it real quick and, and get their get their money back. They they they've held on to it for a few years. I think they deserve to to get something out of it. Well and 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 Tatis is is the big wild card here, right? I mean, is he healthy? Can he pick up kind of where he left off? If he can, then yeah. Um super dangerous. Dodgers are always dangerous. 
Mm-hmm. So we know that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, like, I just have so much respect on how the Braves have done things that, um, I mean, I don't like them, but I respect the hell out of them. I mean, and so it's funny you say that because I just read an article and Graves will get your opinion on YouTube, Jim. I just read an article uh, about the uh, Houston Astros and basically they were saying, yeah, I get what the Braves have done here, but I'm not comfortable with 10 year contracts. And here's why. I mean, he's talking about like seven is his max. He ain't trying to have anybody like into their, their year 35 season and whatnot. And uh, he was actually kind of critical of the Braves, like talking about this really biting them in a few years. Right. Um, and is it enough to get over the top in the first place? So what do you think, Graves? You, I mean, I have respect for the Braves as well. I just thought that article was interesting yeah. and a different perspective on it. That, that is interesting. I, I, I hadn't necessarily read that particular article, but I mean, I think, I, I mean, there's some truth to it. I mean, it is a gamble to, to sign that many players to those long contracts, you know? Um, well, you're to the point where you're saying right now, this group yeah. of players I have, same one I want to have in, in seven years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that, that's, 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 that's kind of risky because, uh, you know, a lot of stuff can happen between now and then. So right. I, you know, it, 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 it's a gamble to, to do something like that. And, you know, and we're looking at the, the pirates and like, okay, when are we going to sign Brian Reynolds and how long are we going to extend him for? And, and, you know, it, that's like the big question of how many years he should get. And, and you're looking at the, at the Braves and signing everybody to these, you know, long extensions. It's just, it's, uh, it's crazy. It, it hasn't been tried, Jim. Not no, this. No, what I, but I will say, like, if you even get four or five years, good years out of it, yeah. um, and you decide to kind of whatever you want to do at that point, and trust me, baseball allows you to do whatever you want. If you want to tear it completely down and start over and jettison contracts or whatever, and just eat a bunch of money and not compete for the next five years, they'll allow it as it stands right now. So, yeah, there's a risk to it, but I think if you believe in what you're doing, and I think the Braves 1,000% believe in what they're doing and have done. I, I think it's – I don't have an issue with it. I like it. Well, it's not to me, it's not about having an issue with it. I'm an observer of the way people build teams. I like all the different aspects of, of different ways you can go about it, whether you have money or don't have money. The Braves are – you know, they got superstation money, but they're not as loaded as, as some of these teams. Like, they don't have as much as the Dodgers. They don't have as much as the, as the, the Mets do right now or the Yankees. They're, they're a top-tier team, but they're not top-top. So they have to do this. They have to make some bets. And I like that they're making their bets this way. I'm just saying it's a fascinating, different way to do it. I've never seen a team extend their core that much. Usually you see people like, oh, we're going to keep these three or four guys. That's our core. 
the Braves have been like, no, screw that. These 10 are our core. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's yeah. just a different way to approach it. I haven't seen it. I'm interested to see if it works. It, it's a different way to be creative. And I and I think it, in today's game, you've got to be creative in your contracts and 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 and, and how you go about the business. And I, I it is fascinating. All right. So let's read some comments here. We got Nick Camuso. He says NL East top three teams are loaded. And he said Miami isn't bad, which I disagreed with. Then, he's <laughs> then we have, uh, let's see, Nick. AL East is loaded. Boston's the weakest team, and they're not even that bad. I think they kind of are. But yeah. actually, the one thing, I, the reason I didn't go with the AL East, I should say, because I, ta- I talked about why I went with the NL East. The reason I didn't go with the AL East was because I don't believe in the Rays. Not this year. I don't think they have enough this year. And I think their pitching already is injured up a little bit. And I just don't see the offense. I really don't. I think they have Wander Franco and everybody else. You know, Rosarena. Those are their two real threat bats right now. So I'm just not, I'm not a huge fan of their lineup yet. But the Rays always have a way of making it work. But that division yeah. is bad this year. The Orioles are not a cupcake anymore. The Rays used to eat up 17 to 20 wins a year on, on the Orioles back. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to do that. And Boston isn't so bad that they're just going to roll over for everybody. They've still got pitching. They've still got hitting. They're still going to do some damage, you know. So you're not going to get those cupcake wins in that division anymore. And I think the Rays are going to suffer from it. Yeah, I think the argument you could say is, well, look at the Nationals and look at the Marlins and, you know, that could be that weighs that division down. So it's kind of how you it's it's close. It's close. The funny I'll thing tell you what I did vote before the Rodon news broke. Yeah. Talk about right. that, that's hurts the Yankees like whew, that's awful. Yeah. Talk about, you know, fearing injuries. Right. Right. So, so that's, that's where we think the divisions are. We're pretty happy with, with those. I I think that's the way it'll shake out. I think that's probably where the World Series teams are likely to come from, unless San Diego sneaks out there. I think the Dodgers are having an intentional down year to make sure they can get Shoei next year. I think that's why they throttled back a little bit and left some things a little more suspect. And... Uh, it makes so much sense. It makes it? a ton of sense because you know Kershaw's done after this year. You know, you know, there's going to be some changes to that rotation, and getting Shohei fixes two problems for them. So, <laughs> well, and and then you just talk about it from a fan perspective and a demographic perspective out there. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, he wants to stay in Cali. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, then you have a, a different population as far as. Um, with Asian American population, and I mean, remember when they had Hideo Nomo and things like that? How big of a deal that was out there! And so it's the same concept, a hundred times greater, right? So, um, it's like Shaq going to LA. It just seems like it's inevitable. It really does. I mean, Graves, have you given that situation any thought? I, I honestly, I think Jim kind of nailed it. I mean, that's uh, he you does both that did. sometimes. He, he does. I, I, I'll give him some credit. Yeah, I'll give him credit. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, uh, 
are the Dodgers going to downplay it? I think, yeah, I think uh, that there's some definitely some credence to that. So, uh, and that uh, that's that as a part fan that uh, that scares me. <laughs> and then uh, the NL. I mean, we do have to touch on the NL Central since we're talking baseball at large. We might as well kind of talk about where we are because, hey, one playoff team is going to come out of this division. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, we've talked about the order a lot. I think we all can probably agree it's the the Brewers and the, and the Cardinals up at the top. Most likely, the Cardinals. They seem to be the most set. And uh, everybody's sure going to hate when Jordan Walker comes up and shows that they can develop talent again because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kid's going to be a stud. Yeah. And uh, Ellie De La Cruz is going to come up for the Reds this year. And I think you're going to see Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green look like they're ready to take over and be linchpins in that Cincinnati Reds rotation for years to come. So, hey, the bottom ain't going to stay the bottom for long, right? No, you mentioned the Reds, uh, especially like, look, offensively, they're, they're, they're not very, they're not very good, but if you catch them on the wrong three-day series with some of that young pitching, um, that won't be in as easy of a walk in the park as it has been and could be. So some of it might just fall to the schedule. But they have some young arms in that rotation that they can build around. They do. They just don't have anybody that can hit even in that no, ballpark they don't. right now. <laughs> they, don't. they don't. But, hey, you know what – we had to beat them one nothing and got no hit. So I guess you got to. Well, do that's a preview of opening day. We're going to do that in a couple of weeks here, Jim. <laughs> you know, as we get Hunter Green and Mitch Keller yeah. facing off. Yeah. And uh, hey, you know that pesky clock is coming, so it's time to end the show. And oh, I, man, think, I thought uh, you meant pitch clock. I was I was, <laughs> I was having heart palpitations. I thought thought I had to get back in the box here. Or is it the pace clock? Here's the thing: as we were recording, Jim, I just came to the realization that we did not have time for the argument that pitch clock was going to become. So I figured I'd push it off for a larger segment in oh, yeah. the very near future. Yeah, yeah let's uh, let's dive into that cuz yeah, I think I think there's some good stuff there. No, I think so too. So hey, good stuff and Graves, great great to have you back. Yeah. And I think I think the best way to honor you being back on the show this week is for you to throw it to Ben. <laughs> wow, I, I am so honored. So I guess we're just gonna um, just gonna throw it to Ben. Let's go, Ben. Yes, go, Ben.